There's no hoppers like show hoppers like no hoppers we know. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Show Hoppers. Today we are covering only Murders in the Building, Season 3, Episode 8, Sitzprobe, or if you're pronouncing it correctly in German, Sitzprobe. I am Mr. Sal, a high school science teacher, watching this episode for the first time because it just dropped on Hulu. I'm watching it with my co-host and former student, Kurt. Kurt, how are you? I'm here. Ready to do my solo run of the Showhoppers podcast. Thank you for coming along with me as we uh, investigate. No, no, I'm here. I, I, I got this. I got this. I just have to say one word after another faster than any human ever should. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Is that, is that a quote? That's not one of your quotes. Oh, no, darn. All right. <laughs> no, yeah, I got you. That, that, that would have been pretty easy. But no, that's all I have to do. And then and then I can solo this show. Mm, all right. <laughs> I don't want to solo, Kurt. Ready? Hands in on three. One. I'm going to put my hand in there. <sighs> that's a dirty. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. Left me hanging, folks. You can't see it, but he did not put his hand out. In fact, I can't see it either. (laughs) Yeah. Your hand looks really gross. (laughs) Usually. (laughs) All right, folks. Uh, As you can tell, uh, my voice is not what it normally is, but it's it's on the mend. Believe it or not, it was a lot worse a few days ago. Feeling much better. But, Kurt, let's Mm -hmm. see how we felt about this episode by guessing each other's ratings. Ratings. All right, Kurt. Uh, it, I guess a lot of this depends on how comfortable you feel with an episode that basically proved me right in every way. Uh, I don't think you really like that idea very much, but I think you really loved the episode anyway. I think, yeah, I think you were so excited to see Detective Williams. I mean, I, even though that made me one of the things I was right about. Uh, but I think you loved seeing her. I think you thought she was great. I think you know, I think you loved Charles' song. I think you lo- loved the, the way they did that montage. I think you loved the ending with uh i I think you loved um oliver we got oliver's heart attack finally (laughs) not that you want to see oliver have a heart attack but at least (laughs) they brought it back uh i think you love that i think you love that we're kind of converging on uh you know an an ending here uh i think that you like the i think you love the format of the episode the the sits probe itself so you get to kind of hear the the music of this of the show throughout the whole episode you get to see all the characters i think you love the interrogation the all the fact the way they played williams i think you just adored that so i i really think you loved everything about this episode gave it a ton i want to start off by saying well Yes, you may have been correct about Detective Williams. You read the description of the episode, which I consider cheating. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, I was worried about a lot of other things. In this you are, you are right. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> I'll completely discount the fact you guessed Dickie was her son. No, don't worry about that. <laughs> completely. Yeah, you got a straw man at Mr. Sal. That's, that's part of it. Okay. No, I, I, I think pretty obviously that you loved this episode. Like, I think you gave it a ten. That that is actually not a question in my mind. I'd be shocked if you didn't. What I think's a more gutsier guess, and here's what I'm going to go with. I think, not only did you give this 10, but I think this is your favorite episode of the season. All right, so that's where I'll stick my flag. And not just wow, the favorite of the season. Can you remind oh, me what, what your favorite was coming into this episode? Last was it last, it was last episode? Yeah. I'll say this was your favorite of the season, too, then. Come on, we come out. It very clearly. This is a wonderful so, episode. What amazing! <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, yeah. No, of course. It is. Oh my episode. god! I mean, it's a, you know, I, I'm so glad that there was a lull there in the middle of the season, and they really have pulled themselves out of it. This is 
this is awesome. The, this is a great yeah, beggar after beggar. Uh, yeah, very good episode. <laughs> it was. It was fantastic. I thought you know I loved all the music, like every every song. They did four songs in this in this episode. One of which was just on the PA, and we've already heard it. The look for the light song, but you know they the, the opening number, Loretta's closing number, Charles Patter song. It was like oh yeah. my god. Like the, I make you think. Do they actually have a full musical? Like uh, I mean, a full musical, a full musical is a lot did. of music. Yeah, but I don't think they really did. It but, would not. Man. So the I will tell you that the finale title. I don't. I don't know if you've looked at the titles. Looked ahead at the I'm titles not. or not? Okay, so next episode's title is thirty. The number thirty, but spelled out. The finale is not called. Um, wait, what was the 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 first episode was? the show must dot 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 yeah. and so uh, we we thought the finale would be called go on yeah the the finale is called opening night the show must opening night yeah that also so, makes sense so i do think in that finale we are going to get at least the four songs or parts of the four songs that we saw in this episode plus at least one more would be my guess so i think we're going to see four to five songs in that finale but anyway uh the music was great detective williams oh my god thank thank goodness they brought her back for an episode yeah she was good other than broderick this might be my favorite one-off character for the season unless they bring her back again and then she's not a one-off but her entrance was immaculate and, oh. and just the comedy she had the oh. <laughs> her back and forth with the rest of the trio i i didn't realize detective Williams was as much of a classic as she is but really, well, no you know, remember what do you mean a classic i i i had forgot about what we'd seen from her in like different yeah. seasons. like we'd seen our own personal life yes in previous seasons yes and Sorry. i do you remember Back in season two, when she came and, you know, there was the whole thing with the knife and Charles and Oliver in the bathroom. Uh, and, and when she was at, was it Oliver's apartment or Charles' apartment? Charles, I think. Remember she had yeah. her baby with her uh-huh. and Oliver changed the diaper. Do you remember this? I got the Oliver changed her baby's diaper. <laughs> yeah. Or no, maybe he didn't change her diaper. Maybe he just like quieted the baby down. The baby was crying and Oliver soothed it somehow anyway she i remember her walking out of the apartment singing a a musical number from i think it was a chorus line maybe feed her head for a while and and, and she said on the way out she's like like i don't know a chorus line you're right i do remember that (laughs) right so so she they laid the seeds for the fact that she's a theater nut last season i love it and she she walks in the very first one of the very first things she does when she walks in is she sees kimber she's like are you is that my roxy oh yeah. my <laughs> like roxy's the main character in chicago so apparently kimber was coming off a run in chicago and uh not the city of chicago the musical chicago so mm-hmm. uh anyway so yeah it, it, she, she references a number of musicals throughout this episode well maybe not too many but at least a couple of musicals throughout this episode that are just it, it was so cool that they brought that part of her back that was great what, what, what i liked about that sequence they did to kind of you know they, where they played her which is really yeah. good for charles and oliver standards was yep. when when charles was doing his patter on stage and they swapped the camera angles Yes. Like, you know, I, now I've never seen the movies, but correct me if I'm wrong. Is this not kind of uh, an Ocean's Eleven style no, camera angles? <laughs> so in hindsight, knowing that they were, I guess, heisting her, <laughs> doing you know, doing some sort of move against her, that was that was pretty sick. It was, and honestly, I had this. Uh, what I'm most impressed about is that that kind of con took place over the course of three or four scenes. So I don't even mind talking about it right now because this isn't going to spoil a favorite scene for either of us because this is over three or four scenes. Yeah. But it's just so cool. Like, you know, when I'm watching Charles kind of bumble through trying to spy on the interviews, I'm like, how would she ever fall for this? What is he even doing? I mean, it was really funny with the weighted blanket. The weighted blanket was yeah. very funny. <laughs> but... Like so I, I, don't, <laughs> I was like, like what if he was gonna listen to them? Seriously, 
I know. I was like, what is he doing? And then Oliver kind of pulls the same kind of garbage. And I'm like, this is what, how do they think they're spying on her this way? But then when they tell us how they were setting her up the whole time, that was brilliant. It was so good. It really uh, was. It was. It was a good payoff for that. The only question I have about that piece of it is, is that was awfully late in the episode to be putting the camera in there. I thought the camera, I thought they were saying they had the camera in there for all the interviews, but they had already missed a lot of interviews at that point. They did. These are all minor characters, maybe to them. They're like, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's about like, as long as we get Dickie's interview, that's the only one we need. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I thought well, they were gonna forget to hit record on the GoPro or something. We'll see. Well, I guess we don't know. Maybe they did yeah. forget to hit record, or maybe they didn't. I don't get think they will. They I thought they were gonna do it in that scene in the moment when they were revealing. <laughs> but they were, yeah, yeah. It. Well, they had well, to get, take... the, get the get the the gang back together, though. There had to be a, a a big moment, a high moment. Yeah, and it, it it was a it was a nice way of getting the gang back together too. It was it was okay. really cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the only the only negative thing I'll say about this episode uh, is that I and it's not specific to this episode. I think this is just the season as a whole. Is I I really feel like I've kind of read the season most of the way. Uh, like when they are showing us that opening montage with uh, you know, her revealing that she's Dickie's mother, it was like at the six. I, I was watching it, thinking uh, like I wasn't even thinking anything of it. I was like, "Yep, all right, yep." She had she got pregnant young. Yep, she gave the baby up. Like, yep, she made the scrapbook. And, like, it, and I I had it stopped a minute for a minute, and I was like, "Wait a minute, this is supposed to be like people should be are supposed to be jumping out of their seats at this." I think. <laughs> yes, yeah, new information. <laughs> and and like I, I'm sure there are lots of people watching who just kind of who who haven't like paused on every photo in the scrapbook or whatever, uh, or you know gone on Reddit or podcasted for an hour and a half about every episode, <laughs> but, and, and probably missed that stuff. But I don't know, maybe. Uh, so maybe this is a uh, just a skewed perspective. It's very possible. It's what it is. But I, I kind of feel like I've seen everything coming before it came for most of the season. But I don't know. Maybe well, I'm listen. It, may, yeah. You definitely got this right. That yes, Loretta is Dickie's mother. But the question begs itself: Did you get the killer right, Mister Sal, or killers, well, or well. whoever it is? That's, That's what it really all boils down to. It is. It is. You're right. Um, uh, now, I, I will tell you this much, though. I I don't know uh, how much credit you can give me for this because you're just going to have to take my word for it. <laughs> but, because I did, when when Loretta was talking with Dickie out in the lobby, do you remember that scene? Yeah, uh, and... It's kind of yes, yes. I I do remember the scene. So she's talking with with uh, uh, Dickie out in the lobby. He's talking. He's telling her that you know he was kind of relieved. Yeah, yeah, he was kind of. He felt free when Ben died, and then he he got kind of sucked back in, and and it was like almost a letdown when Ben was alive, and he just couldn't take it anymore. Uh, I did write down. Wait a minute, is this when I wrote it down? No, it wasn't. It wasn't then. Well, what did you write down at some point? I'm trying to figure out when I wrote it down, but um, because it was it was pretty early anyway. Anyway, I had written down she's gonna she's gonna throw herself under the bus. She's gonna confess to uh, save him. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. Oh, it was when Oliver and Howard couldn't find Loretta for her final number. Okay, so that's near the end of the episode right it was it was right after the the scene in the bathroom with donna oh and she's crying yeah yeah she was crying she was doing deep breathing exercises donna talks about how you know mothers will do anything for their children and and just like really laying it on heavy and yeah. then they can't find loretta in the very next scene i was like oh my god she's gonna confess I, and I I don't believe that she did it. I I believe that she is just trying to protect Dickie. Nor do I. Really? I don't think. Yeah, I don't think she did it. Yeah, because he was eating cookies. That's how he got poisoned. It wasn't a protein shake. 
<laughs> uh, no, but I, I just don't believe it. I, I think that the whole, the entire point of this, the story arc in this episode is Loretta's hearing from all angles, you know, mothers will do anything for their children. And she just decides, child it, might be a killer. Yeah. Your child might be a killer. You got to, in order to protect him, what can you do? Well, you sacrifice yourself. I mean, it's, it's about the most paternal, any, any parent in the not, right, not paternal. We'll uh, yeah. Parental. It's about the most parental yeah. thing you could do as you would <laughs> do too. Right. I, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good answer. I, I, that's a good answer. <laughs> you don't want to. You don't play your hand too early. <laughs> good answer. Exactly. So, so, but anyway, uh, so that that's the only knock that I kind of have on this episode is that it, I don't think I was really surprised by much. the The most surprising thing in this episode to me was the fact that Oliver and Charles played Detective Williams. <laughs> that was the most surprising thing i I agree with that yeah (laughs) so uh, other than that though i mean i didn't even mind that i wasn't surprised about stuff because the way it was done was so good yeah every scene was just yeah i was (laughs) very enthralled throughout me too even even when we're in the office and the listener um put in about the the rat poison yeah, when Mabel looks at the rat poison, and I'm like, oh well, yeah, okay. So they're figuring out the rat poison now. That's great, mm-hmm. I guess. But I'm still, yeah. you know, Howard, he's a master mm-hmm. at the jumbles and unscrambling. <laughs> it was so, it was still very entertaining to watch. It was. Um, I'm it curious was. to what he'll uh, put together because I believe in him, as does Mabel. I know, I know. Me too. It did seem like Howard was kind of in two places at once in this episode. Did it seem that way to you? Yeah, I guess he's taping that up, but he's also directing them. Or right, least, you know, you're not even think about that until you're saying that now. But yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> like like I, that scene I was just talking about, right after the scene in the bathroom with Loretta and Donna, it's Oliver and Howard talking about where's Loretta. Like, yeah, you're right. But anyway, but it, it's it's still great. It, it was wonderful. But yeah, so like. I I remember when watching the episode, the Ghost Light episode, and thinking, "Oh my God!" They had a close up of the shredder. That shredder is going to be important. Somebody was shredding something in that room, right? <laughs> so, yeah, right. so anyway, and it's it's that kind of thing where it's like, yeah, I I I think uh, I called most of this. I still don't, I still don't feel a hundred percent solid on who killed or how Ben died. Me either. Uh, yeah. Well, so, actually, I so, think he fell down an elevator shaft. Thank you. Yes, that's right. Um, I know I told you uh, between our last recording and this recording that I was putting Lester on my list because I wanted to claim it. Because, yeah, and I claimed Uma. Yeah, you did. Return. Uh, and I will I will say, I'm going to say later why I put Lester on my list, but I'm not sure I'm keeping Lester on that list. So maybe we should. Yeah. yeah. But we'll talk about that when we get into the incident report. For now, let's guess each other's favorite scenes. Favorite scenes. I'm I'm so conflicted about this, Kurt. Like I, I had two different scenes that written down for you that I and I just I was like ah I'll decide later. Ah, now I have to decide, and I really just can't decide. Later is now, Mister. <laughs> yeah, it is. It this is, is the way procrastination. So I mean, I I had it narrowed down to the the last scene, which encompasses like. Oliver's confession of love and then Loretta's confession of murder and then the heart attack that scene and then the Charles Patterson scene now you did talk about that Patterson scene already the Ocean's Eleven style so, uh, so I don't know I, I'm gonna go uh, you didn't really say much at all about that last scene uh, you might be trying to hide it so I'm gonna go with the last scene was your favorite scene alright uh, which one did you so I think you do. You did the patter. I think you'll love a good pattering. Um, the final scene. Well, what could I see you picking the Loretta and Oliver when they meet about her uh, Dicky book? And Dicky book. Yeah, <laughs> and Oliver <laughs> is trying to say how she trusts her, and he doesn't need to hear an explanation behind it. But this is the part <laughs> where we say the explanation. <laughs> this is the equivalent of, and I'm sure. Everyone in one way or another, whether they were the one doing this or on the other end of it, where perhaps 
I've had this in my life where someone has apologized to me and I just kind of went, all right, I still don't really want to interact with you or I don't really yeah. like, I still want no part <laughs> with this. And then to get upset because I don't right. really accept their apology. Yeah. That's kind of, <laughs> that's kind of an equivalent of what a Loretta's and Oliver's thing is there. I feel like you don't like that scene quite a bit, but I, I, the way I, I don't think that's your favorite scene. I think yours is the final scene just as a heart attack and, uh, the parental stuff since yeah i I think you're sitting there maybe taking notes as a parent yourself congratulations again by the way (laughs) thank you all right so we we guessed the same scene for each other yes yes okay it's the final scene uh, it it was down to that scene and one other one for me and i picked the other one ultimately although this i had written down screw you the last scene i i did write that down and then i just changed it like a couple hours before we recorded so, so I wrote down four scenes. My first <laughs> one. So, so, some of them are kind of like sometimes I, I, I when I write down some of my favorite scenes, sometimes it's real recency bias. So my first one was <laughs> Loretta's beginning uh, voiceover montage, which was great, except that I it didn't really surprise nice. me. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was really nice to see it. But it was real. What I loved about it was how they tied in so many things we've already seen, even mm-hmm. going back to the very first scene of the season. Of her, yes. you know, in the theater. So uh, I Even did love that about you, it. You commented about how when she's singing on well, know, yes, stage, yeah. that Dickie, not Oliver. Dude, I was right about so many things. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so that was one of them. I, yeah, I agree. It was a great scene. Number two, which is what I guessed for you, Loretta and Oliver meeting about her book. You right. you didn't guess that for me. You guessed the I last did not. Scene. Sorry. My bad. I, I was trying to rewrite history since I got it wrong, but you caught me. <laughs> Darn. Uh, <laughs> I did write down the uh, Charles Patter scene, and then I put afterward, even better knowing it's a heist in context. So <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's true. Because <laughs> really I already liked it as is. That was really cool seeing it back. Because, you know, they had the, they titled an episode over it, you know, The White Room. Yep. So didn't go through with that. And he did a good job. And I liked, the, you know, the cuts within it. Uh-huh. It, it was cool. Right. And, but. Ultimately, I did pick the last scene. Yeah, well, I, and it might just be recency bias, but I picked the last scene. I mean, I, there's a lot of good things here. I mean, you, you put on your list. Oh, my so, God. I, I was going to ask you for clarification. And it looks like you. this is uh, what you could. It starts with Oliver and Loretta talking. That's the final scene. Right. Yes. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, it's so sweet because it's. They're already kind of maybe the relationship's a bit rocky for this episode, especially after the whole book incident, right? But yeah. Oliver literally says, "I love you," and it's yep. Loretta's already very emotional. We've seen it. It's yeah. really sweet to see that. And then when she goes up on stage, and she, I guess, for lack of a better word, falls on the sword, right? Watching <laughs> her sing a song about being a nanny, being a mother figure, and seeing what's going on. Oh my god, it's Dickie during the, it. It's there's so panicking. many so many lyrics that have dual meaning in that song it's like yeah. you'll have to go through me uh i'd die before i'd ever let him go i mean it's, it's you can't actually tell what's part of the song and what's part of her telling them to stop she's just making but, that all up yeah she's thinking about her son and it was it was all the done to the rhythm of the song it was amazing I, it, look meryl streep is a, just a maybe the greatest actor of all time but she, like the the argument could definitely be made uh, incredible performance of the song and while it's going on mabel and charles are looking through her bag uh charles gets a the letter she wrote for dickie mabel looks through the book and kind of makes the correct deduction that, hey this isn't a stalker book for ben it's about dickie yep and then she confesses she confesses to killing uh, that good for nothing Ben. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, you know, we're poisoning the protein shake, then pushed them down, and she gets taken off. And I love, I mean, once you got taken off, and I had thought about this from the beginning of the episode because in the recap, I was so happy to see it. they mentioned how Oliver had a heart attack. Again. I know, yeah, <laughs> great. And oh, then you were noticing, wait. oh, there's only a minute thirty left, and he hasn't. Referenced no, the heart I had forgotten about it by that point. Like, so at that episode, okay. I was thinking about it, but at this point, I wasn't thinking about it anymore. But the script showed to him, and you know, he kind of he was yeah. like making a bit of a face, like, "Oh, is it going to happen?" <laughs> and it and it happened. Yeah, it's a dramatic ending. So yeah, that is it's cool. It's it's really cool. I, I you know, I am a little nervous though because did, I don't think they ever outright said. 
Loretta is Dickie's mother in this episode. No. I don't think even Charles or Mabel said said it to the other one. Oh my God, she's his mother. Or oh my God, Dickie's her son. <laughs> like I, I I wouldn't be shocked. Well, he's a good kid, Dickie. Yeah, I know. But I wouldn't be shocked if they they pull some crap where no like the son. No, like we're no the, the 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 child she gave up for adoption isn't even relevant anymore. <laughs> like it's a She's completely a unrelated, unrelated person. Here. Yeah. No, I of... guess they they show the photo. She puts the photo in the scrapbook, so it's got to yeah. Okay, that's a that's overt enough, right? That we'll they are telling us that Dickie is her son. Yes. I mean, yeah, it seems that way. She gets the photo from the parents, and she starts this scrapbook. Which is what she continues with pictures of Ben and Dickie. And Dickie already told us last week that he was adopted first, then they had a son that they didn't think they could have. Yep. So, I, yeah. I, all right. Look, I, I take that back. They, they've told us. Yeah, I'd be shocked at this point. I might be pissed if at this point. Yeah. <laughs> if, no. That's true. If they well, backtrack on that, but. I got to know now, Mr. Tal. What was your favorite scene? So before, before we go on our, our, to my favorite scene, I, ju- I do just want to mention that like this scene was a, was a, this last scene was completely amazing. It, it, they had me laughing the entire episode. I was just like giddy through the whole episode, sitting on the edge of my seat, just smiling the whole time. And then it's really, it's, this last scene is heartbreaking. Uh, it's, it's a it's a very powerful scene at the end here. So I really did think this was my favorite scene. The thing is, I think I probably watched that Patter song like four times. I just I and it, it ended. I was like, I gotta watch that again. And I, I watched it again. I was like, oh, I gotta watch it again. And I think I watched it like three times before I even continued the rest of the episode. <laughs> and then when the episode was over, I went back and watched it again. So you and picked I, the patter? I bought the song on iTunes. Like, yeah, <laughs> I picked the patter. <laughs> on iTunes. That's what <laughs> I love. And, and it's just because I thought it was so much damn fun. I had so much fun watching that scene. It's a great scene. <laughs> I made it in my short list. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it with just a pet or two before even knowing the context there was a heist involved as well. Like yep. surface level as is with the cool cuts. <laughs> yep. It was on my short list. Yeah. Now I but I, I will say there's there are some things about it that I think make it my favorite scene. If I think if it was just Charles performing the patter song, would not have been my favorite scene. Yeah, even if but the yeah, the cuts help a lot. I think I I really love so much that they called back to Williams being a, a musical nut. And when she hears that Charles is performing it, she's just got to go watch. I, I I love that about it. Yeah, they show her kind of jamming. It's so great. She's jamming to it. It's so, so good. Uh, the, um, Howard Oliver and Mabel sneak are, off. Yep, Oliver yeah. sneaks off. Howard and Mabel are piecing together a shredded document. Uh, Dickie gets approached by the police and has to cancel dinner with Loretta. Uh, you know, and I will say this though: that. Did you pay attention to the lyrics at all? Oh, yes. Oh my God, Loretta's face is—it's—it's—it's. It's, you know, she's she's smiling. She sees Dickie smiling. She smiles at that. So she's smiling at Charles performing it. She because she's enjoying it. She looks back at Dickie. He's enjoying it. She smiles a different smile because she loves to see her son enjoying life like this being happy and then you know everything just changes immediately when she sees the police uh, approaching (laughs) but did you pay attention to the lyrics of this song no not well okay i i I only want to call attention first of all they're hysterical Uh, the, the the verse the verse about Penelope, I think it's Penelope. Uh, is she trying? <laughs> she's making quite a stink. Is she trying to throw me off the scent? Though she bats her little eyes, is she a killer in disguise with a diaper full of criminal intent? <laughs> so funny. Uh, so that's great. But 
toward the end, Charles seems to be suggesting that the murder might not have been one of the triplets. Yes, that but, I did hear from the song. Right? And, and I, I'm, I'm just wondering, like, are, is he implying that maybe it's not murder? And so is, he, is there a reflection between the triplets in this song and, like, We've already had Craig arrested and released. I'm assuming Loretta's going to be exonerated in a bit here, too. Are we going to get another person falsely arrested? And that's the triplets, all of whom are innocent? Potentially. Like, I could see. Well, I, I'll say that for the incident report, but. Okay. I, I just thought, like, the lyrics put doubt in my mind listening to this song it was it was the coolest experience for me to listen to this song and watch what was happening i i I just couldn't get enough of it and i just thought i had so much fun watching it and taking it all in i couldn't not make this my favorite scene it it would nothing could have beaten this it was it was nothing really had a chance i mean that last scene which i thought was my favorite scene i was like yeah but but that patter song man it was so fun (laughs) would you would you consider this your favorite episode of the season so far it's definitely my favorite episode of the season so far all right i mean this is uh, like a top tier episode of the series i'd say it could be it could be my favorite of the series i I gotta (laughs) wait on that before i make yeah yeah i want to see how it all plays out but but yeah, this this is just fantastic stuff. All right, Kurt. Are we, it's a game time? I think it's a game time. What game? I, I think I'd like you to guess who said it. Who said it? Well, Mr. Sal, can I keep up my flawless record? You do not have a false record, uh, nor do I. I for anymore. my memory, for my memory, I think. Well, they don't know that yet, Mister. No, the listeners don't know. I don't have a false record, but spoiler alert: I At will eventually point. not have a false record anymore. At two weeks in a row, because Kurt is being like so evil about the quotes he's giving. No, all <laughs> you, you, you accepted one of them. I accepted one of them. All right. <laughs> All right, here we go. You're, I'm going to give you three quotes. Okay. The first one. This is this is the easiest one. Killers sometimes insert themselves into investigations. Mabel to uh, Loretta. Yeah, when they were talking. Yeah, I told you that one was easy. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. So Lo- after Loretta finds out from Oliver and the scene that you talked this a lot is about hysterical, by the way, <laughs> I know. So Oliver tells what Oliver telling Loretta that Mabel's got onto Dickie. No, or... Well, no, Loretta talking to Mabel. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So in, in the previous scene, and actually let me just back up and, and, and we'll, we'll cover that scene a bit. Cause you've already talked about it a lot. And this that leads right into this quote. But Loretta had summoned Oliver uh, to confront him about the missing book. She takes him up on his offer of not giving him an explanation. He tells her he doesn't think she's the killer. And she kind of scoffs at that. Like, like, that's a really low bar. At least that's the way I took it when she first scoffed <laughs> was like, it's a really low bar to not suspect me of murder. But maybe if, if we're to believe her confession, she actually was a killer and she was scoffing because he had it wrong. But I doubt that. Anyway, Mabel thinks that Dickie is the killer anyhow, and she's never wrong. Except about removing the crab people. She was wrong about that. But I want I wanted to call back and remember the audition monologue that she gave. So if we, back to episode one, when she was giving that monologue, like so much of it was about would I kill to protect a child in my care? I tell you without compunction. And and so at this point, I'm starting to think, oh, she is now that she knows that Mabel's not a dicky, the gloves are coming off. So either she's going to hurt somebody or she's going to turn herself in like that. There's really not any. She's doing something about she's she's going to take action. Right. So in the very next scene, 
um, no, I guess it's not the next scene because there's there's one in between. Small thing, yeah, yeah. But we'll, we'll get to that in a bit. Yeah, yeah. We'll get that in a, in a, in a bit when we get to the recap. So, but Loretta gives Mabel uh, some scotch tape that she happens to carry around with her, maybe for the scrapbook. Who knows? And some ideas about who to, uh, who to look at instead of that sweet fifty year old kid, Dickie. <laughs> Sweet, sweet Dickie. There's so many other weirdos like Bobo. <laughs> yeah. And, and Mabel clearly understands that she doesn't want Dickie to be the killer. She doesn't want Mabel to look. She doesn't want her to look at Dickie at all as the killer. So it's funny because everything she's saying is like extremely obvious and extremely ridiculous <laughs> but it's desperation if she doesn't she just doesn't know what to do she's she's got to yeah. she even gets caught in like i guess um ah uh, kind no what's it called when you have two opposing ideas cognitive dissonance thank you cognitive dissonance that's yeah. the dissonance part <laughs> yeah cognitive dissonance uh, she she makes the comment of a poisoning. Normally a woman poisons. That Bobo is a real weirdo. Maybe it's Bobo. Say that. Yeah. She's just conflicting thoughts. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, she's not... She, I, I feel like, you know, she's trying the least abrasive, the least intrusive method that she has for getting Mabel off of Dickie's scent. Uh, and that's, you know, just direct her somewhere else. I, and then, then after that, she's got to take more extreme measures. She she really feels like she hasn't got a choice. Mm-hmm. Okay. You ready for your second quote? Oh, I'm ready. Is it the Gilbert... Oh, let me start over again. Is it the Gilbert and Sullivan thing, right? The Gilbert and Sullivan thing? Yeah. Is it the Gilbert and Sullivan thing, right? I've never heard this in, this in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Um, Mabel. To who? Wait, wait. No, no. You already guessed Mabel to Loretta. No, I'm not even gonna do that. Um, say it one more time. Is it the Gilbert and Sullivan thing, right? Gilbert and Sullivan thing, right? Shocks. Hmm. <sighs> um. I'll say this is Oliver talking to the Gilbert Sullivan thing, right? I don't know. Uh, Williams, Detective Williams. So close. It's the other way around. It's Williams, Williams to Oliver. Oliver. Yes. Is it when they go <laughs> well, down? Well, I guess is... technically it's Williams to Bobo, but but really they're having a conversation. Oliver is interrupting Bobo's interview to tell her about Charles Patterson. And he tries to explain what a Patterson is to William. She's like, I know what a Patterson is. Oh, it's the Gilbert yeah, or so. Sullivan thing, right? It's like from Pirates yeah. of Penzance. Yeah. So, yes. yes. I, now I remember it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 So anyway. Uh, that was just so a wild she... guess, though. That wasn't. Right. <laughs> I mean, I guess, uh, I guess I named some right people in the scene. You did. So. Yeah. You just you, There are three people in the scene. You named two of them. Just uh, had the wrong one saying it. But yeah, it, it was Williams. And I love this because it's just another nod to how deeply, how deep her theater knowledge goes. Yeah, She's referencing. Heist underway. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yes. It's because like, I, I was thinking, oh my gosh, it's just these bumbling idiots coming in to interrupt her interviews and she just yeets them. And yes. Nope. They, they had, they were doing something. Anyhow. Yeah. So, so yeah. That's, that's, that's that scene. All right. One more quote. Boy, if you heard it, this is going to be easy. But I don't know if you heard it. Oh, I thought you were saying the quote. No, this is this is this is the, this is the quote. Here we go. Ready? Set. Go. Ooh, do I smell Schmackery's cookies? Now the funny part is I did hear this, and I went, "Oh, oh so they got the cookies here." These I don't remember who. Said oh no! <laughs> I think it's Howard says it. Yes, you're right. Okay. It is Howard. Yes. Right, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> I do good remember hearing like, oh, so they got the cookies again. Interesting. <laughs> I, I wonder who got the cookies. Yeah, so this is, this is a, I think this is important because they, they just, you know, put this in here very, very peripherally. It's, they you did. Know, 
and who maybe supplies them? I forget what you call when there's food around for like a cast and stuff. Catering? Uh, a per- catering, thank you. Yes. Thanks. Yeah, a producer. Yes. Yeah. Producers might right. be doing that. Yes. That's right. Although Dickie was in charge of Ben's food. So in this scene, Loretta invites Dickie to have supper with her instead of handing him her letter. And Oliver gives the, the, the whole cast a pep talk about sits probe and t- implores them no distractions no distractions except apparently for mabel because when he sees mabel he's distracted and they take two and then howard yells no distractions Ooh, do i smell schmackery's cookie <laughs> so everybody's distracted so uh, it, was, it was pretty funny but i thought it was really important that they called attention to the schmackery's cookies again oh certainly we'll see so how that comes uh, back into the fold yes indeed okay so that you, hey, you know what you were two for three i did not think you were going to get that last one so good for you it's really 2.5 out of three no you're two for three you're a terrible teacher you don't give credit <laughs> how would i give why would i give half credit for that <laughs> i said william i said the you name did. you did you did <laughs> all right kurt i think it's time to get recapping we get this really awesome opening monologue it's loretta loretta is talking about how acting like life is all about choices and so much of this episode centers on choices the choices that people make and the consequences that they have She made her choice when she first saw no strings in that theater. She was discovered in high school by a New York director. I put discover discovered kind of in quotes because it looks like that director is the father of her child. Yeah. That's what I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. She got pregnant probably by him and gave the baby to a couple who would become Ben's parents. She followed Dickie in her scrapbook. And when she learned about he and Ben in death rattle, death rattle, she had to get into that show. So I think I think I mentioned at one point that she probably wasn't on the call list because she never was on the call list. She found out about it and just kind of forced her way no, in. No. Ben yeah. did accuse her of worming her way into the show. Oh, she, yeah. She writes Dickie a letter telling him all this, but can't find that scrapbook. And anyway, it's sits probe time. And so the next scene is the sits probe uh, introduction with no distractions but mabel is a distraction she's been studying with i'm sorry studying <laughs> she's crashing. been staying she's been crashing staying with theo and she has tobert's gopro and a hunch that dickie killed ben oliver's fine with that there's no problem dickie that's a great yeah that, yes let's go with that let's go with dickie he's not in the cast no problem charles tries to rally them together but fails we get the performance of the opening, presumably the opening number, Creatures of the Night, which absolutely slaps. Thank you very much. But they all get an alert that Greg has been released. He was innocent. And with no suspect... I hope we see him again, by the way, before the end of the <laughs> I season. I bet you are. I bet you are. With no suspect in custody, that means there could be a killer on the loose. And just at that moment, in bus, Detective Williams, somebody in the theater killed Ben. She confirms he was poisoned. I She's like also that now. So someone covered up the poison job, right? So, so that may that leads me to believe because, yeah, is there more she, police corruption again? I don't think it's police corruption, unless oh man, if it's if it's like this was, I'm I don't know how satisfied I'm going to be, how satisfied I'm going to be with that because. That's almost exactly the the same deal as Krebs last yeah, season. Krebs last season. Uh-huh. So I, I really hope it's not that. I think there's a good chance. I, I, I think that who, whoever told them about the autopsy, because they didn't call the police and say, yeah, can I get a record of Ben's autopsy, Ben uh, Glenroy's autopsy? Like th- that didn't happen. Somebody told them about the autopsy. Mm-hmm. Or it was told to the press. And the press published the autopsy. Not all of it, but that detail about the autopsy. Mm-hmm. So 
I wouldn't, I'd be, I am more likely to blame whoever is giving information to the press or giving information to them than I am to blame the actual like coroner. Fair enough. How about you? Uh, yeah, I, I think that makes sense. That's not the actual coroner. I, I would also, maybe I would also blame the coroner though, because the person died from a fall. So they might have just gone, eh. That's kind of obvious how this guy died, isn't it? Uh, well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess yeah, yeah. I'm not even checking for poison. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. But doesn't but Williams does say that somebody covered it up, right? Yes, yeah, Williams does say someone covered it up. So, so it it's, it's not it's not like ne- negligence of duty. Or well, I don't know how it got covered up. I don't know if like. If, like, the toxicology report came back and someone, like, misinformed people or if, like, when the body came to get checked out, someone said something that, like, made the coroner not check for... I, I don't know where what she means by covered it up, basically. Yeah. Well, hopefully we find out. Anyway, Donna and Cliff are very upset to see Maxine at Sith Probe, which you must have been very excited to see Maxine. I was glad to see Maxine, yeah. <laughs> That would be the longest of long shots. If you get that right. Wow. That would be something. At any rate, Mabel convinces Williams to interrogate suspects in the theater rather than back at the station. You know, you got to make those actors comfortable. They're weird. Mm -hmm. Howard has, uh, has a break in the case and he needs to show Mabel and only Mabel that, that amazing cashmere wearing sleuth. Yeah, a closet full of cashmere. <laughs> Charles and Oliver promised to spy on Williams. Howard tells Mabel that he heard the shredder behind KT's locked office door on opening night. And he, puzzle expert that he is, is going to reassemble it and wants desperately to be on that podcast. By the way, Michael Cyril Creighton, Howard, you can be on our podcast if you want. So if you're listening, <laughs> yeah, feel free to join. <laughs> if you're listening, email us. We'll set that up. <laughs> Charles gives Williams her uh, his dressing room to use for interrogations, which made me wonder uh, retrospectively now, why didn't they just plant the GoPro right before Charles showed her the dressing room? What do you mean? How, how would we have done that? I mean, Oliver wasn't I know. with them. <laughs> so. I, don't know. I, I don't know why they didn't just do that either, now that you say that. <laughs> anyway, whatever. Um, he keeps making excuses to stay, the weighted blanket, which I found absolutely hysterical, especially when he just falls on the falls couch. Falls over, yeah. He's like, oh, I'm stuck here now. <laughs> Looks like I'll just work on my pad rig. And I think, I think the, one of the funniest things is he claims to be stuck under the weight of this blanket, and Williams just comes... <laughs> Picks it up in one hand and chucks it across the room. <laughs> uh, that's so good. Anyway, uh, he can get through four lines of his patter song without a panic attack now, which is apparently, according to Williams, not a brag. But she gives him the boot. Then we get the Loretta and Oliver scene. We get the Oliver-Williams scene. We get uh, Loretta and Mabel uh, scene. And then the patter song. So, I mean, we... <laughs> We've already talked about four consecutive scenes here. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Howard is They're good ready scenes. To, yeah, they are. <laughs> Howard is ready to give up on this shred job when Mabel spots the rat poison. She persuades him to go on. Maybe what, he how, can even get on the podcast. Uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe there's a possibility. I said there's a possibility. Maybe. <laughs> All right. Oliver and Charles. Got each other and inter- each other each interrogation. I don't know how many they got, but they got interrogations on camera. They were playing Williams using her theater nut weakness the whole time. She couldn't resist a patter song, especially one that might humiliate Charles. Yes. Now Loretta does some deep breathing exercises in the bathroom where she finds Donna spewing vomit and motherly advice about doing anything to help her son, which of course hits very close to home for Loretta because she is going to have to do something to help her son here. But I really want to focus on Donna for a minute here because 
Why is Donna vomiting in the bathroom? It is, was she adjusting a wig? That's interesting. I noted the lipstick. I'm like, that lipstick looks very similar to the lipstick used. Now, I, oh, I don't really it's a good know point too. the Joy's lipstick. Now, I don't really yep. know how much that really matters in the scheme of things because I don't either. I don't, like, I don't think. I mean, it, it's pretty obviously that's Joy's lipstick that fell yep. out. And I think Ben's the one that wrote the, the, <laughs> so do I. the mirror. <laughs> yeah. So I don't really know how bearing it even matters, even if she did use the same lipstick. But I was like, yeah, I don't know either. They're noteworthy. <laughs> But did, well, the did you notice, go away? Did you, notice, did you notice her adjusting yeah. her wig? So, I didn't know if it was a wig, but I saw the way she adjusted her hair. Yeah. Was, yeah. So uh, I, it really seemed like a wig to me, which I mean, whatever. I mean, lots, lots of people wear wigs, but I, I think it's noteworthy that they showed it to us. So why do they want us to see that she wears a wig? And why do they want us to know that she was vomiting? It's true. Does she, does she vomit when she's nervous? Uh, well, that's she what she says. After a moider. <laughs> right, right. I mean, I, I mean maybe she's... Dun, maybe, she, dun, dun. <laughs> maybe she does want vomit when she's nervous, and she's nervous about being caught for poisoning Ben, which oh. is... I mean, I, I, I still think she's the one who poisoned Ben with Schmackery's cookies, so I don't know where this wig fits into this, or the vomiting, for that matter, but I do think there's something to this. Anyway. I mean, if she gives justification as to why she could have poisoned Ben, really wanted to sort of succeed for a cliff. Yeah. But wait a minute, though. But that, but the Ben died on stage or allegedly died on stage. Well, that's why she would have poisoned him. The purposely poisoned him not to die, but to, like, you know, just so that way really drums up the show even more than what it already was. Right. Yes. Exactly. She's already sacrificed as the producer. But yeah, a little more to. Give her a son a win. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, and also, you know, make a few bucks. So Oliver and Howard can't find Loretta for her final number. And, and this is the point where I said, oh, she's, she's going to turn herself in. But Maxine is quite up on this show. This is pure mm-hmm. Oliver Putnam. Putnam, sorry. But, is but she does, it does it sing? Does it sing? We'll have to wait for the review. Now, Loretta finds Dickie in the lobby, and he and Ben, turns out, fought before the opening night performance. Ben said that Dickie was dead to him. Dickie hated knowing that Ben would, would rope him back in the next day, though, because of that's just the way their relationship worked. There was relief. There was freedom when he thought Ben was dead. And when he came back, he just couldn't take it anymore. And... I believe there's a chance here that Dickie was about to tell Loretta that he pushed Ben down the elevator shaft and Loretta wouldn't let him say the words because she kept saying, I understand. What do you think of that? Well, well, well actually, didn't he say, I couldn't take it anymore. You understand? That's true. I couldn't undertake it. I couldn't take it anymore. You understand? And and she said, yeah, I understand. But I, I do think... But then she gets called to stage. But I, I think mm-hmm. there was there is a chance that he was about to confess to her. It's true. Potentially. All right. And then the last scene, and we're done. Okay. We're out of time on the recap, but we're just in time for TV time. Yeah. I love TV time. Ain't no time like a TV time. <laughs> I mean, the people had to have given us a five. Oh my god, I would be shocked if they didn't. I'll check, and they did eighty six percent. Ooh, they love this episode. Good. No one stars, no two stars, all threes, fours, and fives. And the question is, what were the character rankings? Ah, uh, the people said uh, Mabel. <laughs> all right, I think that you said Loretta, and I think the people said Loretta. All right, I want to swap my answer because you know what? Surely they didn't just go. You know what? No, I'll, I think they, I, I think Meryl Streep's pretty popular, and I think they probably did go Loretta. I think it's hysterical if they went Mabel. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say they went Mabel, Selena <laughs> Gomez, and you went Loretta. Okay, it very clearly should be Loretta though. Yeah. So I think oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, I did say Loretta. I you, said Loretta as well, and the people did too. Sixty one percent. All right, good. Good on them. Yeah. I, I, I my vote was that of hopelessness. 
and Charles in second, 17%, which is, I agree. That would have been my vote. If not for Loretta, it would have been Charles. Yeah, but they, they put they put Mabel 1% short of Charles. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, yeah, there you have it. That's 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 Sith Probe. Now. That's Loretta. I, that, she's so good. Yeah. <laughs> what a great addition to the show. Speaking of great additions to the show, I've got some great additions to my incident report. Yeah, that was a very awkward segue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not the vibe of it, but yeah. <laughs> but anyway, okay. Uh, I. What's your filing here? What? What are you filing here, Mister? Uh, well, we've got some suspicious activity, Kurt. Suspicious, very suspicious. Donna vomiting in the bathroom. Very suspicious. How many people vomit though, Mister Sal? Isn't that what bathrooms are for? But we don't usually see it on on the mirrors in the building unless it Ooh, means something. <laughs> so. We've got the shredded paper. Mm-hmm. The dreaded shredded paper. We've got rat poison, officially. We've got Loretta's letter. We've got Dickie saying, I couldn't take it anymore. And we do have a confession from Loretta. Yeah, I wrote that deal in Loretta's confession. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty uh, close shot case as far as I'm concerned. Right, right. Uh, I, I suppose we should say that uh, Ben was poisoned. Yes, yes. Person uh, was actually poisoned. Oh, I said person when his name's Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote down here, a person was actually poisoned. <laughs> Probably was rat poison. Uh, As if we don't know his name, Ben. Uh, <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, any, any other suspicious activity you want to add to the incident reports? This is this is a meta thing to add to this. Well, here's two points I'll add. Number one, when they were picking up Dicky, uh, I I forget if it's when they were first talking to him and he had to cancel dinner plans, or if it was near the end when um Loretta was singing. But the camera, for for a, like a one second shot, shows Maxine. Oh yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. You're right. Uh, I, I wrote that down. <laughs> I'm not writing that. <laughs> I wrote that down. Oh boy! All right. Number two that I wrote down that he didn't mention was there's a lot of suspicion towards Dicky, which in and of itself makes me not suspect him as much. Okay, here's what I'll say to that though. Yes, they were looking at Mabel was looking at him heavily in this episode. Although I don't know how she didn't really do anything other than they got the the scrapbook and they looked at that in the letter. But that was more Loretta's stuff, not Dickie's stuff. They were there's a he Dickie was in Mabel's sights, mm-hmm. but she never disproved him. No, you're right. Yeah, it was just disproven by this. I think false confession, and I also think false confession. Yeah, so I think I think there's still a window for Dickie to be. I think this call window. Here. I I, well, I I I think I I less think it's him than I had thought before. Is what I'm trying to say. I uh, I guess I marginally do, but I'm going to tell you what I still have him as my number one suspect. Nah, see that ain't cool, Mister Sal. Everyone <laughs> could say Dicky now, right? Now this is now the time where you jump shit. I no. <laughs> That's how I feel. Really? I when mean, the I've stocks been... at its highest. When everyone's telling you to buy, that's when you sell, Mister Sal. Uh, here's the other reason why I think it's Dicky. I think he's a strange guy. I think the finale is going to have very little to do with the murder case. I think we're going to get most of the resolution next episode. I see what you mean, and then and episode ten kind of just showing how it all stems together, which would be cool. I well, mean, I mean, it's called opening night. The title is. is what's making me think that is because is that I think we're just going to watch Death Rattle Dazzle for the finale mm-hmm. and get next season's murder. All right. Well, do you want to lock in our guesses here? Well, uh, first of all, I'm I'm still on Donna uh, as the poisoner. I agree with, with that. Cliff, Cliff being number two, it just but Donna is my poisoner. I will also 
tag Donna as the poisoner. But I, I will not tag her as the pusher. No, she. I do not think she's the killer. No. So Dickie's my number one. Uh, who is your number one? I'm back on the train. Can I hear a chugga chugga? Maxine. Number one. Number one, Maxine. We gotta. What? You gotta. You gotta send. This is what we consider a full send, Mister Sal, on Maxine. What? You gotta. You gotta do it. You gotta go in for it. All right. I mean, I I can appreciate your willingness to go, as it were, all in on. That's a good title for the episode. Because <laughs> that's uh, what Oliver did for Loretta. <laughs> he went all in on her. He sure and then did. Ended up with a heart attack. And that's what Loretta did for Dickie. She went all in on him and oh ended up. Oh my arrested. goodness! So many meetings. And Howard went all in on. <laughs> Mabel? No, on puzzling together shredded paper. And cookies, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. Anyway, I can appreciate your willingness to go all in on a character, but that is still to me such a long shot. My god, I mean, we know nothing about her as a character. I mean, nothing. Oh, well, I, she's a critic. That would Does shock it sing? Me. Putnam, no, this, this, we'll see. We'll see. Oh my god. All right. Well, who who do you have for your number two? Tobert. Wow, you really dropped Dickie here. <laughs> fell off the map for okay. Uh, Tobert is also my number two, so I can't criticize you for, for putting Tobert number two. But I mean, especially, I especially think it's strange that he's conspicuously absent for this episode. Wow, that Actually, is they a should have cleared him because Detective, Detective Williams says that the killer's in the theater, so right. it has to be correct. <laughs> That's true, but he was in the theater that night and backstage. I will also say this: that uh, well, what was I going to say? Uh, Tober is someone they have not looked at at all. Uh huh. That's true. So that does not that does not usually bode well for the killer uh, if you haven't been looked at pretty much at all by episode eight. Same with Maxine. Uh, well. Okay, fair enough. And the producers, <laughs> I guess. That's right. That's right. Now, I, for my number three, I, I, w I started the episode with Lester as my number three. I had changed it because here's what I noticed uh, about that episode that I we didn't talk really much at all about it on the podcast and should have. In the previous episode, in episode seven, Lester's name is invoked two times. Charles says Lester sent him to check the peepholes and Lester sent him to check the doorbells. So I feel like that's them putting his name back in our heads. He also was shown listening to Mabel's podcast. Uh -huh. The only people shown listening to Mabel's podcast were our other two podcasters, Uma, who was the narrator for that episode. They did show uh, Dickie, but I don't think he was listening to the podcast. I think he was just holding the bloody hanky and lester why they showed lester listening to the podcast i have no idea because that didn't seem to have any place there so my interpretation was this and calling his name twice and showing him his face once was them trying to bring him back into our consciousness and the only other time we've seen him in the season is guarding the elevator shaft and letting people on seven or eight at a time, however many it was. So I, I felt like Lester's one link to the season is the elevator shaft. It's probably Lester. I have no idea why, but I have since changed that way. theory. That's What's the idea? You know what he could have done? When Ben walked onto the elevator, he tied something onto Ben. And then when we got up to the top floor, he just yanked the rope. A little like string wire, and he <laughs> fell all the way back down. <laughs> Sorry, well, I have since taken Lester out of my number three spot and replaced him with accident. I think there is a very good chance that this season is just not about a murder, it's about mother child relationships, and it's about uh, adopted family, not adopted family, found family relationships. and. Ben's fall was just an accident. 
So here, uh, here's the fun part, Mr. Sal. All mm-hmm. right. For my number three, I was going to put Dicky as number three. Uh-huh. Right. Because that makes sense. Because, you know, it seems like it's Dicky. But, you know, I think it's more interesting. Okay. Dicky seems like the prime suspect here. It's my fully show that I don't really think it's Dicky before the show does. <laughs> so I, I have his number three accident. All right. Dicky's no longer on my list. He is, he is free of all charges in my eyes. Wow. So we'll see. We'll see if Dicky's the. The killer, but I see. I I think I, more likely not than he is. That's what I'm going to go with. Wow, a bold claim. Oh, certainly. All season we've been <laughs> hammered out with Dicky. So man, that Texting is like, Tobert accident. <laughs> that is. This is pretty bold. I, I'm giving you a lot of credit, but I. I, man, I don't think I could. It's I don't, yeah, I don't. No, don't I don't worry, think I could me. do this, man. If you've been on the same person the whole season. And then you jump off. That's like being, that's like saying for like seven or eight consecutive episodes, next episode, Sun and Jin will reunite. And then yeah. jumping off right before they do. <laughs> Imagine. I know, which I did not lost. do, by the way. <laughs> wow. But you always wanted me to. I wanted you to lose hope. I did. <laughs> but yes, listen to our lost coverage for more on that. Anyway, okay. I think uh, I think that's all we got for this episode. We're gonna take uh, take a week uh, because there's no only murders in the building to watch. But as soon as they drop episode nine thirty, we will watch it. We will talk about it, and we will drop our coverage. In the meantime, though, why don't you check out uh, our new season, our new series that we have starting? Next week, because as you probably know, we just finished covering season one of The Old Man. Next week, we are going to drop our coverage of the first episode, the pilot of Shrinking, Apple TV's uh, Apple TV's uh, comedy series, uh, dramedy series, uh, created by and starring Jason Siegel, who or otherwise known as uh, my. <laughs> Uh, my my i don't know my not my twin we don't look anything alike but my spirit animal there my spirit animal. Spirit animal. All right. <laughs> he is he is basically me but famous and has a lot more money than me <laughs> all right folks uh you can also email us your podcast at gmail.com leave us five star ratings and reviews tell people all about the podcast, we love to get new listeners always. Uh, it's kind of why we do the show. Well, there are lots of reasons why we do the show, but that's a good one of them, though. So get us those listeners. We'd appreciate it. All right, I got to go because I got to shred my Papa Smurf Skeletor slash fic. Shoe hammer some show hoppers into your day.